Hello, everybody. I'm Brayden, and this is the Business Boot Edition of the Dreamers and Doers podcast. And I'm joined by my awesome co-host, Sammy Grace. Hi, Brayden. Each week, we will come to you guys live from the Norman's Farmer's Market, where you will hear interviews from our younger and our more experienced entrepreneurs to inspire, educate, and give you action steps to help your leadership and business. The Business Boot Up podcast is pa- partnered with the Norman Chamber of Commerce, who advocates to see Norman, Oklahoma be a thriving business community, and is powered by the First United Bank of Norman. First United is not like your typical bank. Their purpose is to inspire others to, to and empower to spend life wisely. So big thank you to Norman Chamber of Commerce and First United Bank, helping to see our youngest entrepreneurs achieve their business dreams. Speaking of these dreamers and doers, our first dreamer and doer is Liz Barfield. Now Liz is a native of Albany, Georgia. She moved to Norman in May of 2012 with her husband's job. She acclimated quickly into Norman's community life by joining Norman Next and graduating from the Norman Chamber of Commerce Leadership Norman Class of 2015, as well as serving on Norman Arts Council and Sooner Rotary in both members and board leader positions. She also helped start more involved as pattern from Norman Next. She was raised in cooking and entertaining families and those southern hospitality roots run deep through Liz's favorite family recipes today. Liz has spent over 15 years in hospitality and catering industries and she brings a love for food and connecting food with people to social butterfly catering. Whether it's fun, theme or helping to nourish and comfort, Liz is passionate about connecting people and having fun with food. So hello Liz, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm so glad to be on here and thank you for having me. Of course, we are so, so excited to learn more about you and since we are the Dreamers and Doers podcast, our first question is, are you naturally a dreamer or a doer? Well, I'd like to say I'm both because I've started my own business more than once. And so uh, I definitely think I'm a dreamer and I make those dreams happen. So I'm also a doer. But more so, I'm hands-on. So um, I guess I'd be like... 40% 40% dreamer and 60% doer because I make things happen. That is really good. And we see a lot of times leaders out there, they are both because yes. they need to see those things happen. It's hard to be one or the other. So I love that. So what is life like? How was it growing up for you? Was your first dream job have anything to do with catering? It did not have anything to do with catering. So my first dream job was to be an underwater photographer. <laughs> so, um, I love this question because I definitely went a different route than being an underwater photographer. I live in Oklahoma now, which is landlocked, and I definitely do not scuba dive anymore. So, um, I could have scuba dive, of course, and traveled, but uh, I did have that passion when I started. Um, early on in my life and um, I really loved fish and aquatics and um, the ocean and I studied that for a while but I took another turn in college uh, due to some health issues and so therefore I uh, moved directions and went into marketing and then marketing kind of led me to sales and sales led me to food and catering, I guess. <laughs> so you touched a little bit on that journey of becoming an owner of your catering company, but can you tell us a little bit more about how did that journey kind of happen of becoming that owner of a catering company? Yes, I do have a business partner in the catering company. So Mandy Halls with um, Sooner Bowling Center is um, also my business partner. And um, she and I started working together about two and a half years ago. I have my own company of um, LGB Consulting 
and I went to her as a freelance person and talked to her about being her food and beverage director basically for the bowling center. And then I was in catering at the time and then we built a business of catering from me already starting to kind of do some freelance work for her. So it was kind of interesting how it all came together. It didn't just appear, but it did, um, it worked out great. I love her as a business partner. Um, our building is um, very big. The Sutter Bowling Center building uh, here in Norman is very, very large. And then uh, she built onto the back of it. We built on another commercial kitchen behind their grill there and made the catering company happen. So it was, um, it was a fun journey to get there, but I, I absolutely love it. So you were talking about, you know, your journey and, and what's going on in the past, but we're, I'm going to bring it a little more into the present. What does a day in your life look like now as a caterer? It is never the same. <laughs> so, And that is one of the things I love about running a catering company is every event is different, every day looks different, and you're I'm definitely not sitting at a desk. So I'm very active. I move. I help my team. Um, we cater lots of different events. So um, I normally get to work um, believe it or not I don't go in until about 9 or 10 because most of our days are pretty late um, days so but if you have a early morning event you start even earlier so it takes about three hours before an event to get into work get the food prepared get the coolers packed get everything done get uh, the food out of the oven travel to where you're supposed to go and then set up at that facility. So um, catering behind the scenes is a lot more work than anybody could imagine, honestly, because it just takes so much to get that food on the table for others. But um, then we clean up, pack up, go back, unload, and then we would also um, wash all the dishes, put all the dishes away. So uh, catering for about an hour can take up to eight hours of set up, clean up, prep, wow. all of that behind the scenes. So it's really fun. So a busy day for sure. Yes. <laughs> so not only are you a business owner, but you're like super involved into the community. So if you don't mind, can yes. you tell us more about Norman Next and your experience in the Norman Chamber of Commerce leadership? Yes. Um, I was the... Um, I was on Norman Next. I aged out of Norman Next a few years ago, but I still pop in occasionally and visit them. But yes, I attended um, plenty of events with the Norman Chamber of Commerce, and that's how I got involved in Norman Next, which is a young professionals group for 21 to 40 year olds. And they do different things in the community than just attending your normal uh, business after hours and things like that. And it gets you more acclimated to going to those things when you get uh, maybe maybe more comfortable with the chamber, kind of as a new introduction to the chamber. And then um, Leadership Norman is an excellent program with the Norman Chamber of Commerce. I was the best class ever of LN15, just saying. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that is a wonderful experience as well, and they teach you all about the community, uh, and you have lifelong friends from that experience too. So that is... I highly recommend both organizations through the chamber for sure. I love that. I love it. So we know that you are not um, only involved with uh, butterfly catering. So what other organizations are you involved with? And what is one life lesson you wish someone might know? Uh, so I am also invo involved in Norman Rotary Club. 
I'm on the board for that, and I'm on the fundraising committee for that organization. And I absolutely love Rotary. Um, there are high school versions and college versions, kind of like a similarity to what Norman X does uh, with the Norman Chamber of Commerce, kind of an earlier stage, so that you, uh, youth can know about it too, which I really, really like. But it helps in polio and uh, provides clean water worldwide, and that's really one of the th global things I like about it. But it also helps our local community uh, with different projects around um, the community. I also am the vice president of Turkey Day 5K. It's a 5K run here in Norman that happens on Thanksgiving Day. This is our ninth year of that, and I'm real proud of that organization. My friends and I started it after the May 2013 storms and have continued to be able to give and donate um, over $70,000 in the last nine years. So that's really impressive for five friends that got together after a <laughs> tornado. So That's really crazy. Um, I, I do other things in the community as well, but those are the two main ones wow. that I do. <laughs> so you really, really keep yourself busy. <laughs> oh, very busy, yes. <laughs> that is so, that's so great. And so Sammy started to hit on this a little bit, but since this podcast, we really like focusing on our youth, right? Yes, and so what is like one life lesson that you wish someone in middle school or high school would what we would love to have shared with them? Um, I, I would say really spend time with family and learning traditions because I really did not like to cook early on. I did not like to cook in my 20s <laughs> even, so now to have a catering company is kind of strange, but it works out. Um, and <clears throat> I would really say just, I don't really have many family traditions. I, I have some from growing up, I have family recipes, but I didn't necessarily, I went in the kitchen cooking with my mom or I didn't cook with my grandmother very much at all. And I really wish I would have. So I think that's a really, we kind of skip that now. You know, we're, we're all too busy. We're all very, you know, got sports things and this and that and the other. But, you know, doing one family traditional meal, knowing how to make that <clears throat> will really last you a lifetime. So I, I really think spending that time with your family, uh, whether it's an aunt or uncle or a grandparent or your parents, and learning that is really, really key. I love that. I loved it a lot. Now, for our last question, unfortunately, do you have a tip of any kind that you would like to share with our listeners who maybe want to start their own business? Oh, <clears throat> I yeah. I have had several businesses um, over the years, and I would say just believe in yourself. That is my number one thing. I believe in myself, and I really protrude that. I really portray, like, I'm here, um, and I can make this work, and even in difficult times, you just got to have good support system. Uh, my husband supports me, my family supports me, uh, my employees really know how dedicated I am. I'm very involved in the business, and so therefore, I think that really makes a difference. I'm not one that is okay, you go do this, and then I'll sit back here. I'm really very involved, and I like that, and I think my team believes in me more and believes, you know, wants to work for us, so, because we're there and we're a part of the team. So, um, those are my two tips, I would say. Believe in yourself and really uh, be a part of it. That is, that is so, so great. I know our viewers out there, they better be taking notes because they, so. they need it. <laughs> but Liz, thank you so much for your time. This was really, really great. But thank you for we, having me. Of course. And before we wrap this all up, where can we find more about you and Social Butterfly Catering? Social Butterfly Catering hyphen, 
no, sorry, I said that wrong. Just kidding. <laughs> Socialbutterfly-catering.com. All right, guys, you know where to find Social Butterfly Catering, and we'll be right back with our next amazing guest very, very soon. All right, dreamers and doers, and we are back with our next guest, Connor. I know Connor really well part of Wrist World. We're so excited to have you today. So let's get into this file. We know you're part of Wrist World, and so if you don't know what Wrist World is, Wrist World began as an experiential learning project in collaboration with LoveWorks Leadership, a nonprofit youth leadership organization that teaches leadership, character development, and entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial skills to middle school students, and trifecta communication, a tech and ad agency based in Oklahoma City. By using augmented reality technology for months, um, Four months, the students work hard and develop an interactive game world, plot, and characters, and they got this really cool AR video game that involved four slap bands in 2018. In 2020, we struck a licensed deal with Hatsune Miku, a popular Japanese Vocaloid, which opened up sales internationally. Now we're, now we're available in over 100 stores in Oklahoma on, on Q and Love's Country stores, and also available on Amazon, Walmart.com, Newegg, and eBay, and their own website. Connor, now in 10th grade, which is so weird, joined the team as an 8th grade student, is now the CPO, we call him the C3PO, of Wristworld. How are you doing today, Connor? Oh, I'm doing great, Braden. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm so glad you could join us today on the podcast. So, your bio is incredible. I love it. So, we are really excited to learn more about your story. So, Connor, what drew you to first be a part of the Wristworld team? Um, what is it? Mr. Michael, in the beginning, asked me... Uh, to try out and uh, send in my uh, resume for them to see if I wanted to join. Uh, what was it? I was very into like making games. I just I like making uh, music, art, whatever. I'm not always g- insanely good at those things, <laughs> <laughs> but I do like making them. So that's what kind of drew me in. Uh, it's just being able to make a game. Absolutely, and so. You know, we know that starting a business, it is not always easy. I think we know that very, very well. Um, but can you talk about some of the challenges that you faced and more importantly, how you and our team overcame that? Uh, well, I know there's a lot. Yeah, there, there is. It's hard to pick just one. But the one I definitely have the, uh, the most experience in, and it's more of a personal challenge for me. I don't know if anyone else on the team really had it. But I am very much not that good with talking on stage or doing stuff like this. Uh, it's just, it wasn't really my forte, but uh, Wristworld really helped me out on that. So it's definitely, it's helped me out a lot. And I eventually, I struggled at first uh, and all that, but eventually I got to the point where I can do this now. Connor's being way too humble. Like his first pitch with Wristworld, he was like super nervous. He killed it. Like, like I don't. I, he's being way too humble for what he actually can do. I love that. I love that. So, running a business is obviously a challenge. I know you you told us about that. But the Wristworld team, it's made up of teens, and they all have busy school schedules and extracurricular extracurricular schedules on top of that. So, what is some advice you have for other students who want to start a business, but also have those problems yeah enjoy it you have to enjoy what you're doing because think of like games a lot of kids nowadays really really like their video games and they make time for it Uh, even when they grow up into adults they make sure they have plenty of time to play their video games 
So if you actually enjoy like running a business, then you're going to make time for it. Even if it seems inconvenient, uh, you're just gonna make time for it. That's really great. And so, you know, we launched and we introduced Hatsune Miku last year. And so can you tell us more about the strategy behind licensing her and how it affected the business overall? Uh, was it pushed our business into an entirely new direction? The main idea around licensing her in particular is that, well, in most of her concerts, she's not exactly there. She's more equivalent to a, a hologram than she is a uh, actual person on stage. So it really fit the kind of feel that Wristworld had. And just the general style of being all happy and bubbly fit Wristworld really well. So we felt like it was a good connection to make, especially uh, from the marketing side. Yeah, and so kind of going more on that, you know, with the marketing, we kind of hit a pretty like good gold mine when it came to Hatsune Miku. Oh, yeah. And I'm not gonna talk too much about it, I'm gonna let you talk about it. What was that marketing gold mine that we hit? All right, so we hit, was it? We joined the, I'm trying to remember the exact name of it. It was the Miku uh, 2021 Expo where she sings and she dances and all that. So we ran an ad during the virtual thing and so many, so many people thought it was this amazing thing. It became very, very well memed on for a couple of days. And that, you know, when we picture memes, we kind of, we're making fun of something, but sticks in people's minds. That's a key thing. That's why we have all those commercials of uh, the Geico ads where they are, they're always funny, right? Uh, so yeah, we hit this big thing. So a lot of people got really into the product and we had a really good boom in sales for a while. Cause and we're still we're still experiencing the drift and effect from that. Yeah, that's, that's really awesome. really cool because like he forgot to mention like we went viral on Twitter for a little oh, bit, yeah, we did. which was super weird for a teenage started company <laughs> in Oklahoma. We're like, oh no, something's going on. <laughs> I love that. So we did hear that you are quite the self teacher um, when it comes to Hatsune Miku. Uh, she's a pop star, so. Your team needed a music producer, and most people would have tried to outsource or figure out a way to make the music, um, but you didn't. You, you didn't let that happen. So how did you self-teach yourself? I am, on my friend's side of thing, the people I know at school, I am the least musically inclined out of all of them. Uh, but at least I knew how to use the software, and we just needed someone who could. So I just, I struggled and I had to try really hard. I spent almost an entire summer going to LoveWorks and working on uh, this thing. And it ended up pretty decently. Uh, one of those things in life is you're the, you're the one who hypes yourself up the most and you're also the one that criticizes yourself the most. So yeah, you just gotta learn, you gotta live with those things, especially when you're making something like a game, or product, or music. It's just one of those things. Yeah. I, that's really great, I know that was that was quite the struggle, and not only were you criticizing yourself, you also had an overseas company who's very specific oh, yeah. about telling us how to make our music, which was so, so fun, I know you know that. <laughs> uh, since you are the chief product officer, 
we have the super important question that we want to get this out to our fans is what is on the horizon for Wristworld? Here's a little sneak peek. I'm not really into making promises that Wristworld can't keep. So I'm going to be very careful with what I say next. What is it? We are planning on keeping and supporting Wristworld and the Miku product line. Uh, that could mean literally anything, so don't get your hopes up too much. But we are going to keep supporting them uh, for a decent while. It's our first license. We want to take care of it and cherish it. I love that. I love that. So for our last question, what has been your favorite part of being a part of the Wristworld team? That's a, that's a hard one, but uh, I definitely think it's not going to New York and it's not talking in front of people or even doing interviews like this, no matter how fun it is. Uh, it's definitely just making friends with people and meeting people and meeting all these things and just making stuff. It's the entire experience of having a team and working on a goal together to make something. It could end up being nothing, but the entire process of making something was fun. That's super great. And so, Connor, thank you so much for your time. This was so great. And so, before we completely start to wrap up, where can we find more about Wristworld? Go to www.wrist.world on your computer or browser, whatever, and you can find out more information. You can purchase the product. It's available in uh, OnQ. Uh, we're moving to HMV in the UK if you're watching from there. Uh, and yeah. Yeah, there is all the places to find us. And so, Sammy Grace, that was a pretty awesome interview, wasn't it? I love that. I, I think they were some awesome interviews. Brayden, what was something that stuck out to you that you think the audience can go and do now? I think with Liz, I, she just really talked about being involved. Like, everybody gets a sense of you're an entrepreneur, you're your own boss, that means you don't have to do anything. But the thing is, is that sometimes you don't have to be a boss, you have to be a leader. And sometimes you have to do the dirty work and take off your take off your long sleeve shirt and just get into the dirty work. And so I think it's really important is be involved in your business. You care about it, show that. What about you, Sammy? I, I love how how he had said that he, his favorite part. I love how he was talking about his favorite part, and it wasn't going to all the places. It wasn't being famous. It wasn't doing all that. I love how his favorite part was was making friends and making those connections, and I think that is just so awesome. Especially in the business world, guys, like, make those connections. Like, they are so powerful. Like, the only reason Riskful isn't on cue is because connections. We continue to talk and talk and talk. Talk so much that they're just like, oh, we got to give these guys a chance, right? I love and to say it's not what you know, it's who you know. Absolutely. And so viewers out there, we'll be back next week with two new business owners that hopefully inspire, educate you, and give you that powerful point of action to grow your idea or business. And just a huge, huge thank you to the Norman Chamber of Commerce, First United Bank, the Cleveland County Fairgrounds, and LoveWorks Leadership for believing in our youngest entrepreneurs. And just a reminder, go and visit loveworksleadership.org and how you can be a part of our next business boot up cohort number six. Applications are due on October 22nd, so don't wait. And remember, real leaders, they don't blend in. They stand out. Dream big. And do your dream. Bye, y'all.